0: Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. You are listening to a previously recorded conversation. Hello! And welcome to yet another episode of Starfleet Boy, in which we have a casual and informal discussion about Star Trek, uh, Star Trek: Next Generation, Season Two, the outrageous Okana. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you give the episode summary for this one,
1: because <laughs> I didn't just... I give the last one.
0: No, I did the last one. You did, okay. Um, if you don't want to, I'll do it. No, and I can
1: do it. Oh, you're you're at the time of day where you're you're being you're irradiated. Yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should uh... There we go. <laughs> okay. Um I just I just finished watching the episode. Um
0: And you can't remember. Which I haven't I um Which shows how little engagement you had with this episode i
1: have to be honest (laughs) i don't i don't recall this episode at all beyond um i remember seeing the episodes with data and the humor but the rest of it i don't remember anything at all but uh let me try i mean from back then i not now now obviously i remember it
0: is this the first uh, time you're seeing this episode since back then
1: Yes, absolutely. But the only thing I remember is the Joe Piscopo scenes. Yeah, Uh, it was great, by the way. So the summary is uh, the Enterprise encounters uh, uh, Okana's ship. Uh, He's in need of some uh, repair to his engines, and they invite him aboard, and he immediately starts uh, Captain Okana starts uh, romancing several uh, beauties aboard the Enterprise. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Data is preoccupied with his uh, lack of sense of humor, understanding humor. And uh, he, of course, uh, heads to the holodeck, which in uh, last week's episode so cleverly managed to match wits with him. So I guess he feels well. Maybe the computer, a holodeck computer can help me find humor.
0: Well, and um, Guinan says in that scene, you need to go seek a higher power. A and, higher power, which indeed the Enterprise. Or a smarter computer. computer. So he acknowledges yeah. that the Enterprise's computer is smarter than him. It, clearly it is. People <laughs> to create sentient
1: life. Um, it is a higher power. In fact, I Enterprise D is the god computer computer. (laughs) so the god computer creates Joe Piscopo to help him (laughs) uh, find humor Uh, Joe Piscopo masquerading as Jerry Lewis um, and that plot is running uh, concurrent with uh, uh, several uh, a couple of um, uh, leaders of nearby planets who are hunting down Okana. One because he's, he's stolen a valuable relic, and the other because he's impregnated his daughter and leaving Picard in a in a another fine mess uh, regarding Okana and what to do and who to turn him over to. and uh, eventually it's revealed that uh, the uh, son of the guy from one planet is in love with the impregnated woman and the other one and it's a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing and he stole the star of something to give over as a wedding present so it all it wasn't O'Connor's fault really it's just uh, this Romeo and Juliet situation and everything is resolved uh, with smiles and uh, data tries out a routine in the holodeck and realizes that the holodeck is is a holodeck. So it's giving him what he wants, but it's not real. Um, although maybe he should have just done what Jordy did, which is, computer, please give me a holodeck audience that will react as a real audience would, <laughs> um, in which case they would have not laughed at anything he would have said. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> well, long story short. Uh, O'Connor goes off in search of uh, an episode of Buck Rogers, and <laughs> and Data and Data quotes George Burns at the end, which is great because I love Burns and Alan. Uh, and it's uh, it's yeah, a it's fluffy a nice nod to George and Gracie too. George and Gracie. Good yeah. night. Say good night. Uh, Gracie. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.
0: So, it's a fun fluffy episode. <laughs> it's fun and fluffy. Um great summary. You got everything in the episode. <laughs> All right, good night everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs> um i have seen this episode a few times and i'm always charmed by the character of okana but i think i reached the limit of my charm because this time he was he was in fact a little bit trying and i i I don't know well i don't know if it was because i was kind of analyzing it a lot more than i normally normally do but um do you recognize him do you know who he is no who is he the love boat was he on the love boat
1: Oh, he wasn't on the love boat. The Rocketeer, man. Oh, my
0: gosh. Was this pre-Rocketeer? We're going to have to look it up, aren't we? (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That's the Rocketeer. I totally thought he looked familiar, and I didn't know why. The Rocketeer,
1: um, which is right over here. That's him. That's the outrageous Okana,
0: who I mean, is named uh, William. Doug, no, sorry. What is William his name? Campbell? Oh yeah, Billy Campbell. You're right. Bill oh, Campbell. Well, I think they do. They call him William, and the... no, he's Billy. He's Billy on Star Trek.
1: I thought he was William okay, Campbell on Star Trek. Okay.
0: Oh, I'm um, sorry. On IMDb, it says Bill, Billy.
1: But in the episode, I think they credit him as William, which is weird. Hmm. Um,
0: I don't know on this. I'm came looking out. back. I'm going back into. He's worked a lot. He's he's a steady working actor. He's got a lot. Oh of, yeah, uh,
1: no, he's done a lot. Actually, he was. Uh, <clears throat> according to oh, the book is not here. I left it on on the bed. Uh, the book. Uh, our favorite uh, go-to book uh, mentions that he was one of the runners up for the character of
0: William Riker oh you could totally see it there's like a a a thing imagine if that guy was Riker Billy uh, imagine if that guy was Riker if Billy Campbell was Riker that would have been interesting well he was in this episode in 1988 and the Rocketeer doesn't um, isn't released until 1991 oh okay that's what I was trying to look I couldn't find a year. He's also in Bram Stoker's Dracula. I didn't know about that. Moon over Miami, a TV series. Yeah, he is called Moon over Miami. He's also is he the cowboy? I don't know. I never saw that. that Bram Stoker's Dracula. I never. That's the one with Francis Ford Coppola directed, right? That's
1: (laughs) the one with Gary Oldman.
0: Yeah, I I only know the famous scene. You know what I think I think I'm lying right now. <laughs> I think I've seen it in parts, but I've never sat down and watched it in its entirety if that makes any sense. I've seen little bits of it on TV like the ending and the middle and the beginning but never in one sitting. Isn't that terrible? I have, I have crossed I have crossed oceans of time to be with you. I only remember that um a a mutual friend of ours was very into the movie um you sue loved that movie yeah yeah she does and
1: what anthony hopkins does in that movie i don't even know if we can call it acting it is something that very few people ever reach brian blessed is one of them (laughs) anthony hopkins reaches something beyond acting it is I just don't know how
0: to describe it. really. I Now I have to watch this movie. <laughs> now I have to sit down and actually actually watch Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula. I think I saw Von Helsing. Isn't Anthony Hopkins in that too? No. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm, not, I'm not really good with the horror movies. I have to confess uh, my horror movie... Quotient is very but very. Also, low.
1: it's not even a horror movie. But okay, back to Billy Campbell. Um, uh, oh, and there was another familiar face in the episode. the The very, uh, the very alluring uh, transporter chief was
0: played by none other than. Can you guess? I thought she looked familiar, but I don't know who she is. Terry Hatcher. <gasps> That's Terry Hatcher. That's freaking Terry Hatcher, man. Oh man. Oh man. Her name is Ensign. Uh, no, it's Chief Robinson, uncredited. Yeah. Holy moly! I knew she looked familiar. That's uh, moly. Lois. It's From Lois and. F- and Clark fame, but she's also had an extensive career in acting and she's been on things like Seinfeld and Tomorrow Never Dies James yeah. Bond movie. Mm-hmm. MacGyver she was on MacGyver God she must have been like 16 or something on that show probably Quantum Leap she was on Quantum Leap she was on Quantum Leap <laughs> you're right Night Court as well one episode of Night Court Night Court and the love boat <laughs> did the love <laughs>
1: Maybe you do recognize this guy from an episode of Love. Did you watch
0: a lot of Love Boat? I did as a kid. I watched a ton of uh, the Love Boat. <laughs> did you watch the read the re-
1: Did you watch the the new one the the, the new Voyages? When did that air? Because I don't. That was <laughs> that was when Voyager was on, and it would be the Love Boat and. Uh, Are you I loved what was, yeah and Robert Urich was the
0: captain weird I know I missed that yeah um, anyways <laughs> so lots of famous people in this episode mm-hmm. right. including Joe Piscopo of course and Joe Piscopo I, I wonder if that was uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, was able to bring Joe Piscopo into Star Trek or if he already liked it I wonder
1: Maybe. Ah, uh, Jerry Lewis was originally scheduled to be the comedian. No way. Way, according to. Uh, oh,
0: you're getting book. tired over there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, according to the often cited book, which I don't have with me because I left it over there <laughs> uh, on the other side of the room, um, but Jerry Lewis actually was filming episodes of Wise Guy
0: i think it would have been amazing to have had jerry lewis on this would have been a whole different episode had it had jerry lewis been there but although joe P- uh piscopo does an am- a pretty good uh impression of jerry lewis it was a nice uh, little yeah this you know, nice little nod to jerry there
1: i've always liked joe piscopo uh he had a couple of good movies in the 80s uh he does a a great Frank. He did a great Frank Sinatra on SNL. Uh, he's the one that does the uh, what is it? He's playing Sinatra, and I think Eddie Murphy. Somebody's is Eddie Murphy playing Stevie Wonder? Oh wow! I don't know. I don't know this. And they're okay. doing like a duet, <laughs> and 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 he's just saying like. Overtly racist things to Eddie Murphy's Stevie Wonder or something, it's just <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, Joe Piscopo was funny. Um, I've actually never really liked Jerry Lewis,
0: really. So oh, I yeah. Jerry. yeah, I love Jerry Lewis. I've never been a
1: huge fan of Jerry Lewis. I'm happy with Joe Piscopo.
0: <laughs> so, O'Connor, um, I like that you said that after this, he's on his way to find a uh, episode of Buck Rogers because he is a bit outrage. I mean, I think the title is accurate. He is a bit outrageous. He, and he says even in one scene that he tries to augment his mundane existence with uh, flamboyance and uh, adventure. He also kind of echoes a little bit of a an out, another, again, an outrageous version, but like a Han Solo type of character you know down to even the like kind of the the outfits like a flamboyant version of of what Han Solo wears and he's like a space I think this is this the first space pirate we're seeing on yeah
1: oh on, on Star Trek well generation. Harry Mudd was kind of a space pirate right
0: that's oh. so he's like that but on the next generation and I think it would have been great to see Okana again too there's a there's another character yeah. that I thought would have been fun to uh yeah. To have appear again. Um, well, he appears in several comic books, mm.
1: which actually I haven't had a chance to look at. But uh, apparently he's he's featured on the cover of a few. Uh, so the writers in the comics recognized um, the appeal of the character. And uh, you're right. I mean, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I'm talking, you know, elementary school age and all that. Ah, uh, there were shows like Book Rogers, um, with roguish characters like him. Obviously, Han Solo, um, you know, uh, Flash Gordon, uh, and he kind of fits into that mold. So, it, to me, this episode kind of uh, this episode is sort of the old science fiction, and a nod, sort of right? a nod, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a an old pulp, forties fifties slash you know forties slash fifties style character walking into uh into the eighties.
0: Mm. I think that you're right. Um, it does hit all that, and then you know the obvious Romeo and Juliet lift, as you uh, pointed out in the summary as well. I thought that that was something I took note of. When I was watching it, of course it has the added star trek um element of teen pregnancy to go along with it to address some of the issues from the late eighties and early nineties that were that were is that playing. What that was? Okay. I think so there yeah. I don't know if you remember teen pregnancy it was a big deal it might still be I'm sure it still is. Big deal. It's just not, it doesn't uh it doesn't make the news anymore.
1: (laughs) I I try to avoid teen pregnancies, so not to impregnate any teens.
0: That's a very good uh policy, doctor. I'm glad you thank you. I've done my best. (laughs) Um I thought that (laughs) I thought that was comical. The whole thing was very comical, actually. Riker and 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 uh and um, Picard are, are laughing at the laser-capable ships, you know, and they're making jokes, and Worf doesn't find it too funny. He's like, you are underestimating the enemy. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, did you notice that the uh, the, our, what are they, the Arconians, the the uh, the Atlec ship was the same cargo vessel. It's the cargo vessel from Star Trek Three um is it it's the same exact ship it's that kind of it's the uh, same model the same model they're using the same model i like that wharf is now taking prominence on the set of of your <laughs> room your, uh, <laughs> there i am not amused uh <laughs> well, what did you think of that confrontation <laughs> Okana and I didn't know if he was saying that he would like to kiss Okana. Or yeah, that it, to, it wasn't, that's, that's the it wasn't very clear. Yeah. So it was actually clear, but it was kind of a funny thing. And I, okay. I thought, I, I thought it's kind of, it was kind of funny. Like I don't know how much time passed from when Okana was with Terry Hatcher to the last lady, but apparently he'd been reported in three female. Well, they don't specify, but three crew members' cabins uh so he's making good time <laughs> well
1: you know it's a galaxy class
0: starship i mean you know, it's,
1: it's a lot of women on that ship
0: it's true and i i also thought it was weird well wesley clearly had a crush on okana a little a little man man crush over yeah. there it's like very yeah it was all over that he was like Ooh. he was like why can't you stay and i uh, you know I mean, like seriously, that's because you know he probably longs for um, a brother, companion, father figure type, you know, person. But I mean, Wesley has shown signs on Star Trek of <laughs> intimacy with men, older men, particularly like the Traveler. This is a very intimate relationship, <laughs> and I thought, I thought this was a little intimate as well. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Uh, but there's maybe a case that could be made that uh, Wesley maybe swings both ways or sexuality is not really a big deal in in the future anyways um, people don't concern themselves with it um, well, the conversation he had was. with Riker
1: where he's like I've made my choice <laughs> <laughs> the way it was delivered it was like and you choose Riker I, I don't know <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know what you're trying to say there, but okay. Yeah, so I'm glad you've made your, your choice.
0: <laughs> Tongue um, in cheek aside. <laughs> you know,
1: maybe Worf tucking him in at night is
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Goldie Scott is gonna want to is gonna feel uh, a large amount of FOMO right now. It, wherever he is, uh, fear of missing out because this is a conversation I think he would probably love to be a part of. Yeah. <laughs> um, beyond that, not much. Uh, it's a very light episode, um, very humorous episode. We do see it. It looks like Ten Forward is a is a steady fixture. I think it's been in every episode so far this season, and I don't I don't uh, dislike that. I love Ten Forward. Uh, we saw Vulcan today. Did you see in the in that shot where he's sitting? Uh, Data's sitting with uh, Guinan, yeah. uh The the shot starts off with a Vulcan picking up a drink or something at the bar and walking to um, hmm. his table. And, and and it might be when we get to lower decks. It might be the same Vulcan character. Actually, he had a similar haircut and he was wearing a blue uniform. So it could be a hint at that. Well. Last time I checked, all Vulcans had the same haircut. So that's true. It's r- the bowl haircut. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Except Cybok. Cybok had that. He kind of had your haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Cybok was is a laughing Vulcan. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So all that laugh data does is kind of it, it, that that like uh, when when people are like that's supposed to be funny, and then he does that. <laughs> I don't. I can't even do it. Actually, it's really great. Brent Spiner again playing an Android is really wonderful.
1: I really like the part where uh, Worf makes some uh, Worf here. It makes a comment about those little ships and like they're like little flies or something. Glob. And then Data was just ready to make the sound. <laughs> The Globfly sound. <laughs> right, and
0: Picard like cuts them off. <laughs> and
1: I'm like, I wanted to hear the sound. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that happens a lot to Data, and I kind of love that they have these gags that they they repeat. Yeah. Uh,
1: what, what did you think about, uh, what do you think about Guinan's uh, interactions with the crew so far? So far, we've seen her with Wesley. We've seen her with, uh, now with
0: um, Data. I think she's great. I think she brings an element of fun and surprise, um, you know. And one would expect uh, Whoopi Goldberg to be quite hilarious, or that they would have, um, you know, uh, geared her character her character um, toward humor more. Um, and it's interesting to me because here's an episode with two comics, Joe Piscopo and Whoopi Goldberg, right? And uh, Guinan is very serious. She's kind of just helping Data. She she doesn't really try to crack a joke, but she knows what's funny. She definitely laughs at at the good jokes, you know. Um, But I thought that was a really cool thing. I think overall Guinan's a great character. I remember um, liking her... From the beginning, um, just because of the mystery of her, I still don't know who she is or where she came from. Is it suggested that she's been on the ship since season one, but we just never really went to ten forward or, or spent a great deal of time there, or, or was she recently picked up? I, cu- I couldn't remember. Um, no, she, I think uh, in the in
1: the in the first season. I mean, I'm sorry. In, in the first episode of the second season uh wesley is remember he's asking her well he's telling her how there's a, a swirl of rumors uh, going about the ship about where she's from and how she knows captain picard and and the the implication is that you know there are those rumors because it's she's a recent addition so that's why there's all these rumors all of a sudden uh, okay. because oh she's I... new to the ship
0: I read something a little differently into it only because in that same scene, she says something like, I just, I've only met the captain since coming aboard and she doesn't really specify when, but I'm guessing maybe she came aboard somewhere between season one and season two. And she's been on the ship for a little bit of a, maybe a month or two, because in between season one and season two, we lose Dr. Crusher. She goes off to Starfleet medical and all these other things are happening. So you can assume there's some untold stories in, yeah. In the gap, you absolutely. Know. So oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I I concur. Yeah, I think you're right. She, but I was just wondering if they were trying to retcon her in to even before because just because Ten Forward is introduced to us in season two, it doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't there on the ship already. It's just that now we're we're visiting it more often, or maybe the you ship know. got an upgrade. You know, maybe they they emptied the whale navigator tanks and made a bar and, and Galdus Scott would be happy to know that there's no more whale navigators. <laughs> on
1: the um, no, I, I don't, I don't think 10 forward is large enough to have held those humpback whales. I, <laughs> I think they're still on there. I think uh, maybe they lost a part of their uh, habitat of their habitat. Uh, you know, the far side I think is where, the rest of the crew can actually interact with them. You know, it's on that, that far, far right. If they um, had
0: the budget and the special effects, it would have been neat if one of the walls of Ten Forward were actually uh, a water tank and you would see whales swimming, <laughs> swimming in the <laughs> in Captain, the background. There'd be whales aboard. <laughs> <on> it. Um... <sighs> oh. Yeah, so beyond all that, I didn't really find the episode had a lot. You know, Again, it was a fluffy, sort of fun, light episode. And I think it delivers, it, it definitely hits the delightful tone. And I think, uh, you know, I think it worked on those levels, but it, it's not a particularly significant episode in, in terms of arc or story or, or character development. Well, you know as we know them to later be um i have a question
1: the redhead that was with okana when
0: wharf came in is she a civilian or do you know it or does she a starfleet i think she's starfleet also crew because he says crew members cabins
1: you know you would think if if this guy walks into your room well Okay, and so first like, of
0: all... How this is
1: guy's she... needed on the bridge. You would think that woman would have been like, okay. Not only that... Does... No, she's like completely
0: just like... She's, she's in a non-speaking wrong. role. Yeah, she's a non-speaking role and she's completely like under his spell, it's true. But um what I find interesting actually on a technical level is like, A, does Worf's security status give him clearance to just be able to walk into anyone's... Cabin without ringing the chime because don't you know that's one one thing is he just kind of barges in. Yeah, because five minutes later it could have been a very different scene. It could have been a very different scene. Not only that, um, that's true. The crew cabin. It seems like the bed was right by the right at the bed. Well, because she's a lower. <laughs> oh, that's right. She doesn't have her bedroom. <laughs> lower low rank. So you're telling me that you can just walk into a crew member's orders without ringing a bell or or knocking so to speak and whatever's happening on the bed is just happening and like it, it can just you just walk in you That's- know
1: when, when he took over as security chief he he initiated a lot of new security protocols that that <laughs> tasha would not have been would not have approved of so i guess yeah but yeah i i can i agree that was kind of awkward i'm like the
0: whole scene was pretty awkward but fun fun but yeah it's like what okay remember what it took to pry me from your arms my darling oh, he's like he's snarling like it would have been it would have been neat uh i think that bill or william Cam- campbell did a great job as okana he's very charming very wonderful but imagine carrie elwis playing okana
1: from the princess bride yes he shows up on ds9 right does he I think he does. Oh, fantastic!
0: Okay. I think he does.
1: We'll be talking about that on Drunk Space Nine. Uh, Farm Boy shows up on DS Nine, I
0: think. As you wish. Uh, <laughs> so wow. I guess uh, you. I I'm pretty. I don't have anything else really to say about this episode.
1: There's nothing really to say. I mean, the episode. I mean, I'm thinking. You know, other episodes of you know, it's frequently. Uh, a complaint on my part nothing happens uh but in this case nothing really happens but from the get from the opening of the of the episode it's understood that this is a light episode and the b plot is also very light um which you know just to contrast it with the season finale of the first season we had a very light uh subplot Mm-hmm. with those three people that they found from the 20th century and you had a very, a more serious subplot and uh i think this was a better the one in this episode was much better balanced i mean you had a kind of a you know they were both on the light side so uh it kept an over an overall even tone and uh i enjoyed it um i i give this a i give this a 6 oh wow Slightly better than average, because it's it was fun. I enjoyed Joe the, the 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 scenes and um in the comedy room or whatever.
0: Excellent. Well, I I agree with a lot of your points. I I feel the same, but my rating is slightly lower. I think uh, for me, this was, yeah, this is a five point five, and uh... <laughs> you won't raise it up. I don't know. I
1: can't find a reason. Wow. It's like it's five point
0: five. You know what? I'm like, really with you. i You're gonna five,
1: come five. down to five. Yeah, I'll come down with you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go down there. Five point five. You're right. But like it's, if he rated it at five. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. Not, I'm sure so it's all not gonna give it a six. if he a Five point five. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't love it that much.
0: So, uh, yeah, you're right. It's you're. It's a five point five. Five point five. It is. So 5. the outrages are kind of. Join, this has been a, a great time talking to you today, uh, Doctor, and um, well, uh, I look forward to our next episode, which is pretty exciting. It's called uh, Loud as a Whisper, and uh, it's going to be the – a lot of people cite it as a great episode because it is uh, with uh, Riva, the peacemaker, the Reva of uh, – of, uh, what's that planet called? I forget, but it starts the with an R, or of The choruses of <laughs> the Greek choruses? The Greek choruses, yeah. Anyways, that's what I'm really looking forward to uh, talking about. So see you next time, and live long and prosper.